Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today we are back with you and we're talking about some old friends. You might know them as the Kings of Louisville and now the embattled Kings of Louisville, Flaw. And their album, Endangered Species, we're going to talk about them, we're going to talk about what's been going on with them, we're going to dive all into this record. But before we do, we have got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? So we got a lot of interesting feedback the last couple of weeks as we've been doing the show and recording. And we love to hear from everybody. We've heard from a lot of people who have, over the years, created rate your music list detailing the canon we've had people go through and detail just minutia of the show that is impressive and exhaustive and we love it we love to hear about it and we've been hearing from a commenter i call him coach mike over on instagram and he's been basically catching up on the show the last few months and commenting under every episode and then he posted up on his instagram and he said, I finished all 180 episodes of the great new metal podcast, Roach Coach. Thank you. It took about three months to do because the episodes are longer than the albums they review. This is fair. Completely true. Absolutely. What I really love about this podcast is that it is a safe space to discuss how we all hopefully develop and mature from whiny teenagers to adults. At first, I listened to this podcast for the music only, but have since realized it's about being a better person. Wow. Come for the music, stay for the life lessons. Lauren, the Indigo Angel, and the original Roach Rider are personable, intelligent, and funny, except for Funky Ken and Prowler. Okay. Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> shots fired. Uh, now, if they would just add Korn's first album to the new metal canon, it would be a perfect podcast. <laughs> there we go. I have attached a timeline, some of my favorite quotes, random lists, and my top 15 episodes. Thanks for the entertainment, guys. Mike. And he indeed went through... And he has the new metal timeline. He has random quotes that he enjoyed from the show. He has classic quotes from the show. He has uh, the genius list, new metal tough guy list, new metal junk drawer list, and the manager's mantle, which currently only has Debbie on it. Well, got to be careful with that mantle. He also has a list of all the types of boys that we've listed on the show. (laughs) I'll just read a couple of these. Atmospheric, beepy, bloopy, bouncy, Christian, clean, creepy, dirt, filthy, and then he put in parentheses Lauren, the guilty, it's true. Uh, fuck it up, good, instrumental, corny, mid-tempo, moody, and mouth, which I don't remember <laughs> what a mouth boy was. Uh, oh, but uh, that yeah. Was the, um, that was recently, right? Yeah. A mouth boy? Wasn't that? I uh, thought so. What's his face? Uh, November. Oh, Kane Hill. Oh, wait, no. Kane Hill. That was the lead up to November. But you're right. Yeah, he was a mouth boy because of all the the drooling. Good. Jenny, you say you never remember anything. And there you go. (laughs) That's the one. That's that's the one. one. You never forget. A precious memory from my childhood. You never forget a mouth boy. Yeah. I know a mouth boy when I see one. (laughs) And he listed his top 15 episodes of the show, which I thought were interesting. I'll read them now. I'm assuming this is from 1 to 15, but whatever. Uh, Toxicity, Issues, Roots, 
Uh, Misanthrope by Dead, Obsolete by Fear Factory, The Amazing Jekyll Brothers, Judgment Night, White Pony, $3 Bill Y'all, Wisconsin Death Trip, Body Count, Rage Against the Machine, Family Values Tour 2006, Addictions by Substance D, and Bleed the Sky by Reveille. Hmm, Those are some hot apps. Hot apps. The creation of some characters in those apps. Oh, man. Definitely. And also, don't forget the Addictions episode by Substance D. That's when Jenny and I talked about going to see uh, uh, Static X. So I right. right. uh, really laid it all out there. And uh, I got to tell you, reading the random quotes that he had posted from this show really let me know that we're doing some great work in here because <laughs> some of these I can't remember. Uh, at one point, somebody said, you cannot regret a pit activation. Uh, she baptized us in her secretions. I don't know what that means out of context. And uh, and then I think this is something that you said, Jenny. I can't hear pee-pee without laughing. That's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing now. Pee-pee is just a funny... It's a classic <laughs> funny word. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, and, uh, oh, and this is another good one. What is a dick if not a third knee? From oh. our Serial Joe episode. True, true. Classic to remember. So <laughs> thank you, Coach Mike, for... Wow, Coming man. through. Coming through in a big way. Appreciate it. Thank you. Also, we got to talk about, it's another Who's Reuniting. Who's Reuniting? Who is? So, uh, over on the brand new podcast, Good Company with Bowling, the podcast, our good friend Scott Bowling has now come into the podcast world. He had on our good friend, Josh Toomey, formerly of Primer 55, with former guitarist vocalist Bobby Burns of Primer 55 talking about the possibility of a potential reunion in 2020 to celebrate the 20th anniversary of their debut album, Introduction to Mayhem. And apparently, drummer Preston Nash was approached about coming back into the fold for the reunion as well. But who will handle the vocals as sadly lead singer Jason Jason Luttrell passed away in 2018? So that is now the question. Who could do vocals for primer 55 if they were to do a reunion tour i open up the floor well to me immediately put edsel in a mask which not a bad idea i thought was amazing i feel like that's kind of up to them well, i don't sure. know of course it's Things, up to them I, yeah no i'm i know like I don't know what we say <laughs> i don't think anything we say has any sort of weight or impact <laughs> so it's certainly not that but i don't know i think god that that static x thing just ruined me mm. you gotta make the right choice for your band you were in it you know mm. what it felt like you know who would honor him best mm-hmm. my first thought and it and it's gonna tie in to you know but Kenny and Nullset? Could be. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. We know we can spit. And also, here's the thing you know. When Kenny shows up day one to rehearse, he's going to be Kenny. Boom. Kenny's going to be Kenny. Kenny's going to be Kenny. And Kenny also is going to prioritize his business. Absolutely. He's probably going to roll in with some really good ideas for merch and everything. Actually, they should probably bring Merch Boy, too. You know, and he'll be like, does Primer 55 have any bitch shirts? Because I can move those. Yeah. Well, you got to make one. 
and in uh, one more, uh, actually, this is, I don't know how related to new metal this is, but Jenny, you and Sweet Mitchell recently got a dog. A dog? Sure. A puppy. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> now, a dog, a dog can be alone for a second. A dog <laughs> might not need you to come back for a while. Oh, boy. A puppy? We have a, a nine-week-old puppy. He's so cute. He's so needy. What did we name this puppy? His name is River. Love it. He's very cute. He's just a little, he looks like a little teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, pee-pee, it's a good thing it's a funny word to me because that's my <laughs> life right now. It's, it's surprise pee-pees. <laughs> so uh, he's a little cutie. He's a little road rider. Mm. gotta train this boy (laughs) (laughs) i am furiously googling dog training there are there are so many wild and diverging opinions about such things Mm -hmm. i can't imagine what it's like to be an actual parent (laughs) Mm. and uh if i ever do have a child all internet access will have to be revoked for me because you can't go on you you can't go you can't go on there you if can. I'm if I'm reacting like this to a puppy, I am fucked. <laughs> so after no, we're if done, if you've ever oh, wanted to read something that you think is true, and then two seconds later read something that is the absolute absolute opposite of what you just read, yeah, kids are a really great resource for that. I'm like, I don't want to traumatize this dog. Never raise your voice in this house again. Don't step too hard. And I'm like, if we had a kid, I'm glad. That we have a puppy. If like if we were to ever start a family, I'm so glad we're like treading this. <laughs> in some way, I'm sure I, I don't think the two are equal in any way. But I am like realizing some things about myself when I feel responsible for the well-being of a living thing. That I am like, oh, I should probably get that in check. I'm like, Dog Boy 72 said that if you do this to your dog, it'll bite somebody so hard one day, and then you'll have to put it down just when you love it most. <laughs> dog Boy 72 knows it's in his name. I'm like, I just, he's got dogs. He's got 72 dogs. <laughs> so, uh, Well, remind me when we're done recording, I will tell you about the bell system, which worked wonders for us. All right. Sounds great. Uh, we also have to talk about who's emailing. Who's emailing? And uh, who is? And it's Gareth. He sent us a very long email. The subject heading hi. He said, "Hey guys, new listener here. Thought I'd fire off an email, let you know how much I'm enjoying this show. I was searching Spotify for head PE's broke. Jared's laughter during the feel good outtakes is my go to when I need something to brighten my day. I stumbled upon Roach Coach while searching for it. Apparently, their insistence on stylizing their band name in cool new ways with each album breaks search engines. Who knew?" Anyway, I love listening to you guys break down the horror comedy that is Jared's lyrics and have now binged nearly half the episodes. Wow, thanks, man. So my family is noted for offering unsolicited advice and suggestions, and despite a self-awareness of how annoying that can be, here's a bunch of unsolicited suggestions on obscure Australian bands. Perfect. And he does indeed give us many, many bands with many long bios about them. I will just read a few. 28 Days had a breakout platinum album called Upstyle Down right in the thick of it with classic tracks like Rip It Up, Sucker, and Deadly Like, then fading into obscurity almost immediately after. 
Very Durstish vocals, but with a very Aussie twang. Okay. I uh, also mentioned a band called Test Eagles. I got it. Uh, they politely asked their listeners to turn that shit up. In July of 99, a full three months before Rage Against the Machine did likewise. They have a cover of The Beatles' All My Lovin'. He mentioned a band called Regurgitator, who are amazing and also very similar to Ween. Okay. Um, Defire, Defry Me? Okay, that's a band. Mighty Few is another one who are apparently very obscure. And then a band called Activate Jetpack, their local band formed by a former co-worker of his. Our mileage may vary, but he's dumbfounded as to why they haven't blown up. Maybe because they missed the new metal bandwagon by 20 years? Anyway, please feel free to check them out. They have hooks. Great. He said, anyway, have fun, keep rocking. Cheers, Gareth. Gareth, thank you. And uh, Jenny, another new segment. Who's asking? Who's asking? Who is? Well, I'll tell you who. It's Peter. And Peter says, do you think there will be enough material to do an all-female band's theme month at some point? I honestly don't know. So I'd like to ask Road Riders, Indigo Angels, throw us all your female new metal because I don't know, we've covered a handful. A handful. Well, we, we got yeah. the heavy hitters, right? Yeah. We got, we got Kitty. Kitty. We got Otap. Wicked Wisdom. We had heavy hitters. I mean, whether or not it's new metal, There's but been, uh, we have Evanescence, Guano Apes, yeah. Flyleaf. We Fly- have not done yet. We have not we have done, done Flyleaf. We have so not that's done Flyleaf. That's one that we could put in there. <laughs> we, okay, we got one. We have Flyleaf. Outside of that. Um, I don't really know. I don't know. So if there's someone we're not thinking of, let us know. Oh, I someone sent us a band, and I don't even know if they count, but I, I did put them on the long list. Drain STH. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's all women in that band. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's just... Was that two? Oh, well, a few people recommended Lacuna Coil to us, but I don't know if they actually are, or if they have maybe have a record. So that's three. That's almost a month. <laughs> so, yeah, to echo what Jenny was saying, please, if you know of other female new metal bands that we're just not thinking of right now, send them our way. We would gladly do a theme month. We call Ladies Month, something like that. Well, I don't we'll know. We'll figure something out. We'll, oh, Jenny did not like. We'll Jenny did not. not like that name. Ladies she got me a look. Ladies Month. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. We'll call it the cycle. (laughs) Approximately four weeks. All right. Okay. Well, we'll keep working on that. Well, thank you for asking that, uh, Peter. And then uh, finally, normally, you know, as you know, longtime listeners of the show know, when we get down to feedback on our episodes, the gap can sometimes be six to eight weeks, many months before we start talking about feedback from episodes. But years, even. It's, It's too true. But we got to talk about the feedback on this null set record, Jenny. Oh boy, we sure do. Eric Weir says one of my favorite bands of all time. I had the extreme pleasure of living in Massachusetts as a young 20 something when GBB was playing around the Worcester area. Uh, a bunch along with Reveille, Seventh Rail Crew, Force Fed Shovelhead, or Force Fed Shovel, yeah, Force Fed Shovelhead. 
East Side, Power Man 5000, Godsmack, and Stained. I responded to that and said, please confirm that Shippy is Shippy. And Eric said, it should be. I've never known another Shippacabra. And then laughing emoji. And then a day later, comment from one Jim Shippacabra Shippy said, I'm still Shippy. At least last time I checked. Winky emoji. Wow. Insane. Insane. That really warmed my heart. I showed Uh, that to Sweet Mitchell and he was like, that's awesome. (laughs) And he, it it takes a little bit to get him there. (laughs) When we, we received a direct message from Shippy. We did. And I have the alert set up for direct messages on my phone. And when it came through, I texted to our group text, Shippy wrote us. And then Lauren responded two milliseconds later, oh my God, Shippy's writing us. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Shippy, very nice. Shippy is Shippy, can confirm. And uh, he's he's said he wants to send us some a new metal care package. A care package. That's- yeah. He asked, do we cover unsigned new metal bands? Yeah. 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 We're not checking for labels when we do this. We rarely ever talk about the label, if I'm going to be honest. I just want to say how nice it was to like see that because that was the thing watching the documentary. I was like, he seems like such a nice, normal person. Mm-hmm. And he's like, can I send you a care package? I'm just like, shippy. My heart. <laughs> of course you can, buddy. Man, you could move in with me if you wanted to. <laughs> what do you need? Do you want to help raise a puppy? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and also, uh, you know, everyone, it, most uh, everyone in Nullset that I'm aware of did share the episode. The share episode was shared 11 times, which is a lot from our normal amount of shares. And uh, Shippy did post on his, uh, on his own Facebook that... Uh, that it was a little weird to hear his name said so many times. Well, this, it, I doubt he's listening right now, but if he is, this is probably weird too. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Hans Knudsen said, oh my goodness, hearing it in my sleep, hashtag shippy is shippy. Yep. And uh, Mike Newton said, this was a dollar bin staple back when I was a teen, but consider myself lucky to have snatched it because it was just a new metal as fuck shit i can remember singing speechless at the top of my lungs in my angsty religion hating years i thought i was so fucking cool lol i haven't finished the episode but i have a strong feeling that this one makes it into the canon Mm, not quite fingers crossed because these guys were just a lot of fun to listen to thanks for the episode guys y'all can simply do no wrong Mm. keep on rolling thank you for the confidence michael uh, Nicole Guinard says, great band. El Natural is a favorite of mine. Should have been in an episode of SOA, Sons of Anarchy. The moment she said it, I said, she's right. She is should right. Have, should have been on the Sons. My mom's most commonly worn hoodie, Sons of Anarchy hoodie. She loves it. The I love sun. every moment <laughs> of that sentence. My mom's most commonly worn hoodie. Just let that pour over you, dear listener. Oh, yeah. Look, I got to tell you, it's a new era for my mom. I was like, what's that? She's like, it's my favorite hoodie. I was like, that's a Sons of Anarchy, like the show. She's like, yeah. 
Mm. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. She wore, she would wear like pink t-shirts my whole child. And then she's like, yeah, mm, it's my favorite hoodie. I was like, uh, I'm uh, living my best life. That's cool. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Char- Charlie. Yeah. She's fine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Never underestimate the allure of Jack's Teller. I'm telling you. Boy, get them all in. The fandom. She once told me that Mm -hmm. somebody that we knew was in a motorcycle gang called the Triumphs. And I didn't know anything about motorcycles. And Sweet Mitchell was with me. And he was like, Triumph is just like a brand of motorcycle that you can get. Yeah. And I was he's like, I didn't want to say anything. (laughs) And I was like, he was in a gang. It was called the Triumphs. Sweet Mitchell just nodded and smiled and played him. He's like, uh, y- you know. That's just, how you know he's a keeper. Because he doesn't put your mom on blast. Yeah. No, I know. But those sons. Those, those are her sons. sons. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. David Brown said, whilst certainly of its time, I class this as one of my favorite new metal albums, certainly one of the best rap metal ones anyway. I understand some of the criticisms, and I'm yet to see the documentary, but I enjoy what these guys were doing, even by today's standards. Ken may not have been the best rapper in the world, but his actual voice really suits the music so well. He's got great presence and delivery. Once again, consider him for the Primer reunion. Anyway, I think you guys may enjoy number one son's album, Majority of One, released in 2001, New slash rap metal from the uk but more of an emphasis on the metal i guess another great episode thank you thank you thank you and then null set themselves said thanks for the props roach coach much love from null set thank you for letting us talk about you null set thank you null set thank you and uh, i did find in november null set did their last show ever so holy shit it's a good run good run good run that is it for who's tweeting keep on saying hello facebook twitter instagram send us an email roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you we'd also love to see you at our live show live show it's live it's live we are performing at go comedy improv theater in Beautiful Ferndale, Michigan, as part of Snow Day 2020. Or are we going by 2020? It's 2020. 2020. And uh, (laughs) you're like, no. (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure that one is my fault. So (laughs) it might be. Let's soak in it. That's just, uh, we'll be performing on Sunday, uh, January 19th at 2 p.m. And we'll be talking all about Jay-Z and Linkin Park's Collision Course. We'll be on that stage speaking directly to you. We're going to have... We don't know what we're going to have, but we're, we're trying to make it worth our while. Jenny is still working on getting Mitch. As I understand, though, he has a new puppy. He may be occupied. <laughs> we're going to make it happen. And, might, uh, River yeah. might come with us. Oh, there we go. Might have some puppies on stage. Could be a whole thing. But we'd hope that you can make it over to check it out and also support a good cause which is what snow day is all about uh so look up snow day 2020 on or is it snow day improv marathon yes on facebook uh and now let's talk about it it's the album of the week you guys 
Endangered Species by Flaw. Jenny, when did this album come out? Uh, this album came out on May 4th, 2004. Whoa. That's the come down. That is indeed the come down. Jenny, history, real quick, history with Flaw and history with this album. I don't have any history with this album at all. My only history with Flaw is that it was uh, suggested to us. We did Through the Eyes a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, so we listened to that, uh, you know, and I know that they are the kings of Louisville, and I know that they have been embroiled in a controversy about stealing. Indeed. My history with Flaw, once again, as Jenny said, yes, we covered them on the show. We did Through the Eyes, which is in the canon. And uh, I had not really heard anything about this record. I really didn't even really know it existed. So I didn't know about that. In regards to the plagiarism accusations, uh, just as a full update on what happened, because I think we talked about it a little bit on the show previously, but we didn't have all the information. Wikipedia has all the information now careful so i know well everything has an attribution and they all link back to facebook posts and the prp so here's what we have on july 19th of this year they released their album volume four because of the brave they were accused of plagiarism by youtube musician magician no (laughs) youtube musician douglas patrick claiming that the band stole his music melody and structure for one of his tracks for their song Wake Up. Lead singer Voles responded and said he was unaware of the plagiarism, saying that he only writes the lyrics to the music and the rest of the band present him the music. And so he did not know that would happen. And he said another member of the band at the time royally screwed up, direct quote, before claiming that he was upset over the matter and he had reached out to Douglas Patrick for compensation, to offer him compensation. However, more songs in the album were discovered to have allegedly been lifted from other YouTubers, including the song Conquer This Climb, which was purchased by the band from a metal YouTuber known as Riffmaster T. In an October of this year, bassist Tommy Gibbons admitted that he was the one responsible for the plagiarism after an old social media post from August revealed that he was bragging when YouTube metal musicians were learning to play a song that he claimed to have written, which would later be discovered to have been stolen directly from Douglas Patrick. In a statement he posted on social media, Gibbons stated that he takes full and all responsibility for his actions and that none of the other band members were involved in the plagiarism. On October 6, 2019, Voles announced on social media that the band had parted ways with Gibbons. There you have it. Hmm. Man, that's tough. That's a rough go. It's a rough go. But at the same time, I feel like it was handled. Do you know what I mean? It sounds like they did the right thing. They did the right thing and they handled it because a lot of these things, I've heard other stories. I mean, not to bring her up because it's a whole other bag of worms, but this ongoing controversy with who wrote Lizzo's Truth Hurts. This is going on. This may never be resolved. It's just going on and on. People saying they did. Her saying other people weren't there. People saying we were in the room. On and on and on. These guys basically just like, hey, you know what? This guy stole. He's out of the band. We're paying this guy. We're done. Moving on. 
that's probably the best you can do. It really is. Hmm. The line is, you come for the king, you best not miss. They came for the kings. They didn't miss, but the kings compensated. As a king should. As a king should. Matt, any history with endangered species? Uh, Unfortunately, not with this one. Um, I pretty much have the exact same experience that Jenny has. All right. Uh, Jenny, who do we have in Flaw? In Flaw, on this album, we have Lance Arney on guitars, Ryan Jers on bass and acoustic guitar, uh, Chris Voles on vocals, and (laughs) Micah Havertable on drums. All right, so there we have it in that regard. And yeah, many, many members over the years in this band. Just uh, looking down here, it looks like Jason Daunt has been in and out of being a guitar player in this band every couple of years. Seems like he's like, you know what, let me pop back into my boys and flaw, just play guitar for a little bit. And he pops back out. And it sounds like they need another bassist, so... Call one of maybe call one of these boys back up. Who yeah. knows? Voles is the mainstay. Chris Voles, the vocalist, has been there yeah. all along. All along. Producer on this record, Jenny. It's our old friend. Yes, it is. David Bottrell. Ooh, Bottrell. That's right. Back at the saddle. He's back in the saddle. He's this is on Universal Records. Ooh. Universal Records. Genre tags, Jenny. It's going to be new metal and hard rock. There you go. In uh, explaining this um, delay between records, because the first record came out in 2001, it's a three-year delay, Vols said that they did not want to hastily release an album without being happy with its contents. And this album marked a change in the band's sound, completely eliminating rapping from their signature style. They... Sure did. This record debuted at number 42 of the Billboard 200 and unfortunately was not successful, which did lead to the band breaking up not long afterwards. And also mm-hmm. being let go from Universal. That as well. Also, there was only one single, which is the song Recognize, that as far as I could tell, did not even get a video, which is a true vote of no confidence if a band cannot get the video made so yeah well let's see what we think let's dive into this bad boy all right the first track on this record is called medicate Matt, I want to start with you because you 
have the face of a man who is thinking about a lot of things. I certainly am. It seems, hearing that record, or hearing that cut at least, hot track, they mildly chains me, but then he, they do one of my favorite things, which is the the harsh and smooth vocals at the same time with the with the good scream and then the smoothed out guy above it. I love that stuff. Um, the I like the riff. I don't love the riff. It's it's kind of chunky. It's kind of but it's not chuggy per se. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Uh, I don't feel the same flaw that I felt all those years ago. That's probably not a hot take, unfortunately. You don't have to have a hot take, but I I agree. It's definitely not the same flaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like intentionally so. Okay. Well, it's 2004. It's a different environment. New Metal is DOA right now. Yeah, I thought I thought the song was okay. It definitely wasn't a hot open, but I I didn't I didn't mind it. But I was a little bit surprised at how smooth it was. It Lauren, was what a, did you think? So uh, I I had an interesting experience on this record listening to it the three times because I. My my feeling was like listening to it in my car, listening to it while like doing things. I did like full Christ God challenge, you know, over headphones, over speakers, the whole deal. And it wasn't until I sat down with these songs and was going through the lyrics that I started to kind of really get them. But even with this one, I, I it has I wrote in my notes that it has sort of like a stutter chug going on, which I enjoyed. And Vol's if anything has not changed his delivery in any way that that has not changed at all. And I also wrote, he's doing the damn thing with the smooth mix with the scream, which is yeah, great. That was my favorite part. Yeah, Love that. Uh, we do a bit of tool town, but just a bit. And there's like a pretty cool, like medicate moment near the end of the song that I liked. So I felt like this was actually pretty strong overall considering no spoilers, but considering where the album goes, this True. feels like a pretty strong open, relatively speaking. Given my experience with the rest of the record, I have to like the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not so sure. And then my subsequent listens, I was like, this is one of the stronger tracks for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's a total spoiler. <laughs> Bit um, of a spoiler. I will say, for mm-hmm. as lukewarm not lukewarm that's not generous Mm -hmm. for as perhaps not hot as this open is i can't say the same for the comments on (laughs) songmeetings.com one of the most concerning comments i've ever read please Um, please tell me uh this is triple x so hardcore triple x says uh, there's lots. First of all, I just want to say there's lots of debate in the comments. Like, what is the song about? I don't know. It's clearly about drug addiction. Uh, and then this person comes in and says, "You people don't know what real sickness is." Oh boy. I often lie in bed and wonder why I feel no love, no pain, no anger, and all the people who love me tell me I need help, but and that I should be medicated. I am, 
I too am growing cold inside. Sickness is mine, and I won't let anyone or anything get in the way of my emotion. No medication, no happy pills. I won't bow before them and allow them to control me with their attempts to make me a normal person. The normal will be allowed to follow, but the insane shall lead. That was July 28th, 2008. That was my dad's birthday. <laughs> oh man! Yep. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah. Oh man! I'm trying to think. July 20th, 2008. Wasn't that like a week after Dark Knight came out? Because you know this dude. When is the Joker that Halloween? Oh Faux show. Yeah, I was like, hey, <laughs> I hope you're all right. <laughs> uh, you know what? Really nailed it with the screen name on that one. So true. 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 All right. Well, let's let's keep on moving. Jenny, what we got next? Up next, we've got the titular track, Endangered Species. So I don't think I would say my main criticism of this album is Vol's vocals, even though I feel like that's the easy target because he is, you know, singing and being very smooth and, and we generally don't experience that. But this is the same thing he did on that first record. And I think it's just that the band is not bringing enough heavy to support him because mm-hmm. if he was... because. Those the the same type of singing is going on on that first record, but those songs are just like crunchier and heavier, and frankly bigger. That was the thing that really kind of struck me on this album was that nothing sounds really big, nothing sounds colossal, and they just sounded like a much bigger crusher band on that first record. And so I don't know if it's I mean they got Bottrell back. We know Bottrell can do big. Mm-hmm. That's his that's his whole thing. But I I wonder if it's just like a conscious decision of just not of of trying to read the room and decided to not be as heavy and thinking that's the way to go. Cause as you said, Matt, you know, where was New Metal in two thousand four? Not not in the place, you know. I mean, let's also think about what's another record that came out in 04 that smoothed things out a bit. Slipknot volume three. A lot more smoother, slower tracks on that. I mean, they still brought some heaters on it, for sure. But they definitely were not as heavy as they were in Iowa. 
That's so, true. yeah. Channing, what did you think of this one? Mm. I agree with you. Like, it, he sounds good. The mm-hmm. band sounds good. It just sounds like a lot more docile or something. Mm-hmm. But somebody doesn't agree with me. And it's a commenter on songmeetings.com. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in for this who, comment. Uh, Rob VD41 says another all caps orgasmic song by Flaw. I love it. This song could be the best one album. The only capitalization used in that entire sentiment is the word orgasmic. Of course. Um, I wouldn't call it orgasmic, but I don't know of many songs I would call orgasmic. I'm Definitely not throwing ropes to this song. No. Um, no it's no two no. princes, is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, song. right. If right. you're not having an orgasmic experience with two princes, with two then princes? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, go ahead now. <laughs> uh, What'd you think, Matt? You know, it sounded... It sounded like a very heavy praise and worship band. Hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we get to that chorus and it's kind of like put those arms to the skies, but it doesn't have the anthemic nature of a put the hands to the skies. It felt a little bit more like repent. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm yeah. getting that vibe and maybe that's just where my headspace is today, but. Well, I mean, the chorus is, at the top of the food train, we arrive. Are we destined to grow old? Are we really the right strain to survive? We've got to redeem our souls. We're the endangered species. We're running out of time. This is a Wake Up Sheeple song. Mm. And I wrote in my notes, I mean, we're at the top of the food train, and we're blowing it. Food train? <laughs> Did I just say train? I meant food chain. <laughs> But we're, we're also... on top of the food train and we are barely hanging on. Choo choo, motherfuckers. <laughs> we... yeah, I am Daniel Craig holding on the top of the food train. Uh, listen, I have watched a lot of Thomas the Train lately. So I'm thinking about oh, food boy. trains. And... I can't even uh-huh. imagine the nightmarish depiction of. The food train on Thomas the Train. L- listen, that whole show, just to sidetrack on Thomas the Train for a minute, that whole show is basically what would happen if you tried to run a transportation service, but every single vehicle had the uh, emotional intelligence of a child. <laughs> so it's like, imagine if you were like, I hope, my, I hope this package, I get my package from UPS soon. It's like, well... The truck is feeling shy today, so it might not <laughs> deliver. <laughs> Do that's anybody oh. who could talk to the truck? Could you oh, send Sir yeah. Topham Hat over? Well, there? listen, listen, listen. We're gonna send Sir Topham Hat over to talk to this truck, but the helicopter is a bully right now and is not helpful at all. <laughs> we watched an episode once where this helicopter was like, "Oh, cool, your trains." kissed my ass and then took <laughs> off i was like holy god i didn't know this cha-. and the thing is there seems to be no consistency let's just talk about this no consistency in a lot of these personalities because i know 
I've been reading enough of these books and watching enough of these movies where this helicopter's rolling in to help people out. And then this episode, he's like, yeah, what up, jerks? <laughs> maybe, like, he, maybe he was, like, doing one of those, like... Uh, like what is like the the guys that help men date better we've talked about them before oh, pick up artists. Pick up pick up artists. Artists. maybe he was like i'm working with matt artisan and he told me to like dude i gotta neg some trains <laughs> he's like yeah you fucking train whatever oh that's cool you're diesel Ugh. yeah did the helicopter have like a soul patch or a funny hat or was it wearing like a bolo is there like an interesting texture of fabric that another train might want to touch or another like Snake skin, something. I believe he was the only helicopter with a wallet chain. Okay. I know that much for sure. <laughs> there you go. He's definitely working with somebody. He kept calling it a two set. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just the train tracks. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. boy. All right. Well, let's keep talking about flaw. <laughs> okay. Are we ready for the next song? I think I'm, so. I think so. All right. This is the single. It's called Recognize. Matt just made a yikes face and whispered, single? <laughs> Sorry to sell you out there, Matt. Oh, you, that's okay. So I was very surprised when I read that this was the single. I think the thinking over at Old Universal was that the chorus was maybe right for radio. Right in that sort of post-stained, smooth boy sort of way. And it does have a drop at one point, like two minutes and 50 seconds into the song. But this wouldn't have been my... I, I would have I would have said start with Medicaid. That would have been the record I would I, have used as a single. Yeah, I agree. And it's... Yeah, I'm getting... Like Matt earlier when he said it sounds like a, a praise and worship. This one gives me big praise and worship vibes too. And it's funny to me because I agree with you, Lauren, and that's not the funny part. It is funny to me that this is the single because I don't think it puts their best foot forward as a band. You know, like Mm -hmm. they can do this type of stuff. And I definitely think for anybody coming off the previous record, it is a clear like this is what we're doing right now. 
mm-hmm. message. So like you're either with us or you're not type of thing. It just feels like, and it's very easy for me in 2019 to look back at a 2004 record and be like, should have done this. I mean, who the fuck knows what was really going on at that time. Um, but it, it just feels like an unfortunate misstep to put this as the first single. And at the same time, I, you know, really sitting down with these lyrics. I mean, the thing that I love about Chris Voles is that every lyric feels intentional, like he really meant it. And it does always feel like it's coming from such a true, true place. And I think he's got a great voice. It's just that I think to really, you either have to go with him, I think, like really soft like i almost feel like i'm surprised that he doesn't have like an adult contemporary record out there somewhere or they've got to really really bring the heat with the band like it's just got to be it's got to be that first record it's got to have that that power behind it i'm with you completely like there isn't a moment i doubt his sincerity Mm -hmm. the issue with me is that i'm not going on the ride right i agree they sound good they sound great I'm I'm just Sir Topham Hat has not punched my ticket. There you have it. Jenny, did you happen to look over at songmeanings.com? I sure did. Uh Rob VD41 is back and again he <laughs> says this is an orgasmic song. <laughs> This He's, guy is busted and makes him feel good. He is just coming everywhere. Uh, he says, I love Flaw and the amount of growth their music has done from their first, their fist to this album is unbelievable. I can't wait to see what they do next. I have to tell you, the way this is spelled is a little bit word salady. It's all <laughs> over the place, but I'm assuming that his keys have stopped working. Because of all of the <laughs> orgasms he's having. The juice is loose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is if just y- a real, real milky situation. <laughs> all I'm saying, if you go to Rob VD41's house and you're like, I got to check my email, you don't, don't have to check your you email. No, you don't. You better just bring your phone. <laughs> yep. Check it on your phone or wait till you get home or go to a library, which... Might also be a bit of a hazard, but probably better than Rob's. Yeah. And I got to tell you, though, someone challenged Rob. Wow. LOC4485 said, are you kidding me, Rob? Aside this song, this entire album is garbage. Which then I was like, wait, so he does agree this song is orgasmic, but he doesn't like the rest of the album. Not everybody's multi-orgasmic. That's what <laughs> they say separates women from men, you know. Mm. His refractory period is long, son. Yeah. Not Rob, though. No. Nah. Oh, nah. Rob, it's nut like... Nut after nut after nut. Yeah, it's like if you have a mirror in front of you and behind you, but at the right angle, that's like his nut ability. It's just infinite. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's the uh, infinite... It's the oh, infinite, infinite nut. nut. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody's having a great holiday season. Oh, oh really? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, boy. <laughs> Gift your loved ones the infinite nut that is endangered species by 
Oh, uh, man. Uh, well, you know what? Speaking of mirrors, commenter Matt BR 16 said this song almost uh, describes almost every day of my life. In life, it gets to the point when you don't even recognize yourself. You're so busy pleasing other people, you've forgotten who you are. Ultimately, you have to be yourself and recognize the person you see in a mirror. Not Rob's mirror. No. Yeah. Eventually, you're not going to be able to see in that mirror anymore. (laughs) No. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Okay. Up next, we've got a song called Wait For Me. in a million years would never have guessed that they would do a song like this. If this were not a new metal podcast where we're looking for new metal, I would be like, I love this. (laughs) I absolutely, his voice is beautiful. Give me the October project in this version of Flaw. There's the thing about this song. It's kind of really good it's but it's but it's song it's not new metal at all at all and part of me is like maybe i mean i don't know if they should have just doubled down onto this sound because this feels like more on point than the sort of not quite hard enough of the other songs like, I took the ride on that song. Absolutely. Because you're with it. And then when you get to that chorus, and you're like, oh, this chorus is actually perfect. This is, like, perfect. You're really getting Like, I'm moved yeah. by that right? chorus. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It, nobody called this orgasmic. No. I can tell. They couldn't write because they were drowning. Yeah. In, in tears, tears. To be clear. <laughs> and yeah. ropes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you know what's the difference? It's a it's a wiener both, deer. Both ends, <laughs> both ends. Oh man, crying and coming. Oh man, oh, crying and coming. That's your record. That's my '90s R&B record. Crying and coming. Crying and mm. coming. Who oh boy, it? who is it? <laughs> uh, apparently, this song is about Brian coming and Jackson crying. Yeah, so true. So true. Uh, this song, from what I can tell, is about uh, having to leave your kids behind when you go on tour. Oh, fuck. So Wait For Me is even more, like, sad. It's yeah. sad. Yeah. But it's and a good song. 
Yeah. And yeah, everybody in the comments and song meetings, you know, loves this song. Uh, System Nate said this song is badass. It really hits the spot with me because I am a Marine and have been through leaving people I love. Yeah, a lot of people just saying about yeah being away from their kids, being away from their families. Through it all, like he's writing these, you know, very effective lyrics that people can relate to. I mean, I almost feel like maybe this would have been a better single. There's no, this is not a single. <sighs> maybe not a first single. I feel like maybe if Recognize hits, you put out, you put out like the ballad second single. I mean, people do it. I mean, wasn't the second Third Eye Blind single, How's It Gonna Be? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So they came off a big hot poppy one to get a little uh, That's That's somber. the normal route. I right. mean, it would have been the first song as the actual single, right? We're saying Medicaid first. Yeah, I mean, Medicaid, in our minds, should have been the and first then, single. And then you do recognize that would be the normal A&R guy flow. Because hmm. recognize is a slow boy. Wait for me. If, if recognize hit, then you do wait for me. But I think wait for me is a better song. But I understand the hooks of recognize more. Okay. Fair enough. Are we ready for the next one? Oh, yeah. This song is called Many Faces. Not about Manny Faces from Masters of the Universe. Yeah, I have the power scepter now, beast man. So I'll be honest, I I did like this one, uh, especially on my third listen. I wrote in my notes, we are back rocking. Wrote down some of my favorite lyrics. Will it take some time to release this inner apathy? Also, irrelevant minds, you should not be rightly dear to us. And I got to tell you, when it goes into that, I don't know if it's the pre-chorus or whatever, but when it when it goes into that lift, which then made us all put our hands in the air, I mean, that's when I thought they were really cooking there. I don't think it's quite heavy enough, really. But once you realize what, once you've heard the whole album a couple of times and you realize the intent, this seems to be them sort of, I think, nailing their thesis, for lack of a better word. Jenny, what'd you think? Um, 
I didn't mind the song. I liked it. I think it got a little bit back into that more praise and worship sound. Um, I don't know if I could call this song rockin'. Uh, I don't know if I ever actually, if I've ever actually called a song rockin', but, uh, to me, it still feels, um, a little toothless and I don't Mm. think that's bad. I, I think they sound good. Um, I'm not so sure though. Like if I was listening to this, not through the lens of new metal and looking Mm. for things that are new metal, I think I'd have a different take on it, but this one was okay for me. Um, mm. It felt kind of middle of the road. I could definitely see. We did all raise our hands to that one part, um, mm-hmm. but to me, you know, it's all right, mm. Matt. Yeah. yeah I... So please remind me how many musicians from the first record carried over. Great cue. Give me one second here. I think we've got a different drummer here. So it looks like they were a five piece on the first album. Yeah. And they lost uh, Jason Daunt on guitar. Yeah, basically, yeah, they're just down to a four piece. But I'm wondering if not having maybe Daunt is sort of like that extra heavy touch that they needed yeah and it's he has gone like in and out of the band too but it seems like every time it happens they say it's like for like the this time specifically it was like daunt was out of the band because of some sort of like violent tendencies or something like i i would not be surprised if that's where like the primary aggression is coming from Mm mm-hmm I hate to say that the band sounds not as exciting as they once were. But there's such a big stylistic change that they've made at this point that that seems unfair. They just... They're a tight band that doesn't have that extra thing at this point other than the vocalist keeps pulling me back in because he's so fucking good Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like his he's a great vocalist and the music at times sounds like we brought in some of the greatest session musicians that we could find and we and we cut the record like there's a grit or a soul or a something that's missing and I can't put my finger on it, but the songs start and I'm just like, yep, that's heavy rock riff number 32 in, in Pro Tools. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, I, I know don't what know. you mean. I know what you mean. I want to mention on songmeanings.com, only one comment, once again, from System Nate, who said, damn, I can't believe there are no comments on this song. <laughs> Love those. Good Wonderful. comment. Uh, this is probably my favorite song on Endangered Species. The song is pretty general. It represents probably a lot of confusion and shit found in most people. The lyrics are so simply yet so well put, it's actually kind of hard to give a direct meaning because it's pretty straightforward. Very awesome song. Very awesome song. All right. Up next, we've got All the Worst. 
So we go a little tool town on this song. Mm-hmm. We have some lyrics about that feel just as timely as ever. You know, who? how do we clean up this mess? Will there be a future for the latest generation? Still relevant. Yeah. Still relevant. I mean, for context, so this album came out in 2004. It took a long time to come out with this, but... This was like, obviously, 9-11 happened, and we invaded Iraq in 2003, and there were like lots of questions about whether that was like the right move or legitimate, anything like that. Because there's a whole bunch of talk in this about like, you can't trust any of the information you're being given, like, Mm -hmm. who's going to destroy who, all of that, so... Yeah. I can see that, especially if like a lot of this stuff seems to be about difficulty around family, leaving your family, things not working out the way that you thought they would. Like this mm-hmm. seems like, you know, concern for the future for his children. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of debate in the song meaning's comments on whether or not the song is pro or anti-war. The line that a lot of people point out is, uh, is the, I believe it's the second verse where he says, I'm balling up my fists, waiting here defenseless, isn't pacifist. It's ignorant and cannot be ignored. Maybe it's here or maybe it's there. We're never aware of just how safe we are. Could it be us or could it be them? Unable to trust the information that we need. And it, it seems, I, I don't want to accuse it of fence sitting, but it does seem like he is more saying like more thought is required but also more action couldn't hurt well, what do you I think jenny feel like i'm trying to remember i guess i was always very much like there's <laughs> it feels so weird to talk about but it's like there was no like there were no WMDs in Iraq or whatever, but <laughs> I remember like believing that when I was like because I was just a very like um, smash the state kind of person. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to be in college, when is I remember I remember when this happened. Um, I remember watching it on my tiny TV in my dorm room and I was just very much like fucking smash the state, man, whatever. But like, (laughs) it sounds like that. And I'm totally projecting onto the song based on the era, but it kind of sounds like he's just like, we need more information. We don't know what's going on here. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think was maybe probably the more like 
normal train of thought and actually true. Cause it's like way before you find out that there was actually no proof. I was just can't fucking trust these pigs. <laughs> like not my <laughs> president. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I don't disagree with myself then, but also God, here we are now. <laughs> Ooh, ow. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's like, is it wrong to be sitting on the fence in 2004 as like a person who is this guy? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like if anything, this was, I would say I'm more likely to allow fence sitting then, or at least like say like, yeah, it's fine versus now where I feel like get off that motherfucking fence. <laughs> So. I felt that way in 2003, though. Can't afford yeah. to be neutral on a moving train. No. <laughs> no, especially not if that train is shy. That's right. <laughs> this train yeah. is angrier than it should be. <laughs> it's going to make some bad decisions. Uh, yeah. What did the train just say? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, do you know how many episodes happen where a train is is way too confident about how much it can pull and then derails itself? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I many. don't want to know how that turns out. <laughs> many. Many. Many Our episodes. nation's history. <laughs> told by Thomas the Tank Engine oh, and his boy. train friends. Indeed. Are we ready for the next one? Okay. I'm very ready for the next one. <laughs> it's called You've Changed. Oh, shit. You've changed. You have. Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of a pit activator. It has been activated. You've changed. Hey, at the end of the song, he says, I'm not the one who's changed. It's you who's changed. Jenny, So I know you've got things to say. Someone has changed. Someone has changed for sure. I actually uh, really enjoyed this song overall. Um, I thought initially the verse that we get into reminds me of like sort of like mid-era 311. Yup. A little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or a lot of it um it's definitely about someone who's changed which i like <laughs> undeniable just, absolutely everybody knows somebody they that has been like you have fucking changed um i want to hear what both of you think about it but i need to address the first song on songmeetings.com 
because uh, it yeah. made me so mad to read. The first comment? The first comment is from Matt BR16. And he says, I know the obvious meaning of this song is about a girl. No, Matt. <laughs> no. And then he says, however, <laughs> this is exactly what my best friend of 15 years did after his girlfriend told him I tried to fuck her. He completely changed and didn't care. And like the song says, when he has the facts in his face, I see his conflict. Yet he's still a dick. Matt. Not you. Matt BR16. God. The- I did not associate it immediately with a girl. I thought this was no. about your dudes, your homies. Well, yeah, I, I cannot sound whiter than when I say it, my homies. Well, well, if anything, though, this is the thing, though, is the, the projection that's going on in this comment. Because he's like, it's obviously about a girl. But then what is he talking about? Who's the person who changes in his story? It's his, his best boy. Friend. It's not and a woman. He doesn't. He says, this is exactly what my best friend of 15 years did after his girlfriend told him I tried to fuck her. No denial issued. <laughs> He's like, you totally changed. Like, yeah, Matt. You think Matt BR 16 on May 31st, 2004? <laughs> I'm coming for you 16 years later. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Got him? Uh. He's probably moved on. What did you think of the song? Um, well, you know, I wrote in my notes, hot drop. We got a chug. I wrote, you've changed in all capital letters because I really like that one. And I also love how at the end he's like, I'm not the one who changed. And it was interesting. I, I got to say, I don't have too many experiences in my life. Well, that's not true. I guess I have a few um where i can really think about where i can be like somebody would be like you've changed you know but it was um once again i was totally seeing where voles is coming from so even though i couldn't think of a specific thing i still was like feeling his energy on that and i definitely enjoyed the fact that it was aggressive once again could have been a touch more aggressive going into the 311 ish chorus wasn't my favorite but when you get into that chorus and he's screaming, you've changed. You're just like on board, on board. So overall, I liked it. Matt? Yeah, you got it. When he is screaming, I mean, I activated the fucking pit. That would do it. That That's would true. absolutely do it. Yeah. But then he drops into kind of that 311 tooly, chainsy part. Not really into it. And then the chorus comes back and I'm like, That's sweet. So, a good song, an activator, yeah, a surprise, right here. Yeah, that's right. Unless oh, we think um, that Matt Br sixteen, yeah, has been left to just deal with his thoughts and feelings. CIA four twenty shows up and says, "You should have fucked his girlfriend." Then that's a got him. I mean, that is a textbook got him. Oh man! If, I, if, I mean, if you're gonna lose a friend, fuck his girlfriend, right? Because it's just up to you, right? <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> like, oh, when I read shit like this, I know many of my closest friends are men. I'm married to a man that I love very much. My dad, a man, love him. My brothers, men, love him. 
Love you guys. Men, I read this and I'm like, fucking men. (laughs) (laughs) Not all men. Uh. Not all men. (laughs) Not all men. (laughs) All right. That's a double got him, Jenny. You're on a roll. You are on a roll. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Up next, we've got a song called Turn the Tables. tables i'm gonna be honest with you this song is like and here's the thing i don't know how to play guitar i don't know how to play really any instruments except you know when i played trombone in high school but i gotta believe that there's like a pedal that you can hit to just rock it up just a little bit more because this song just needs just a little bit more rocking and it really would be something as it is, it's just sort of rocking. But I'm just like, distort it up, riff it up. I don't know. Like, I mean, all of it as it is is fine, but I feel like it just needed something more. It gets me excited up top because I wrote my note chugging away, but then it doesn't quite get get there. Jenny, thoughts? Uh, sim- I think coming off of You've Changed, I was like, all right, maybe we're like going to pick up in the back half here. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we aren't. And I didn't mind it. Again, like, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Foles, the vocals are good. The band sounds good. Um, but there's just, like, an element of excitement that's missing for me here. And I think the message of this song is good. It seems to be about, like, looking at things from another perspective and doing what you need to do to make your life work for you. Uh from what I can tell, I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. No, that's a, it's a good message. The other thing also is that when I see a song called Turn the Tables, I immediately think about <laughs> Get the Tables. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, if you get some, t- if you turn those, t- either way you turn them, you got to put somebody through them. You it's, know? That's right. I yeah. always, when I'm thinking of that, say, bring the tables. And <laughs> Sweet Mitchell's like, it's get the tables. Somebody already brought the tables. I'm like, I can never remember. Right. The table's been brought. I'm so like, somebody get bring em. the tables. He's like, it's get the tables. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Matt, thoughts on turning the tables? I don't have anything new to say. Uh, I'm, I'm in full agreement with both of you on this one. All okay. Right. Well, in um, that case. Let's do it. Uh, up next is World's Divide. be awesome if this is a weird cover of Worlds Collide. <laughs> Lost in these times. 
ready to go. It's hard to make up our minds. Ready to go. This is the reason we're convicted for our crime. Worlds collide. <laughs> so we wait. Scars on our face. All right. I mean, we're in slow boy territory. We are once again. This is a nice song. It's about tra- about not letting tragedy and loss consume your life. Using it as a lesson to build on. At one point, he literally says, "Don't give up on hope." It's an incredibly earnest song, soul bearing. So I think it might be so raw that is why there are no comments on songmeanings.com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you do you yeah. think this is why the flaw fan base is still so rabid? Because this album, when taken as a solo piece, not looking at it under the eyes of, is this a new metal record, but instead mm-hmm. a flaw record. It connects with the audience because there's an earnestness and an intensity to the lyrics and a spoken from the perspective of the singer's truth that connects with the audience in a very sincere way i do think that that is why flaw can still sort of exist now as a touring entity in a way that say i mean if they're recent so something like null set who we enjoyed them what have you but the lyrics are not about anything and so that sort of leaves the music as more of like a time capsule in a way, but also like when Nullset ended their run, they were basically just back in Boston playing Boston shows again. And Flaw is still able to sort of take their music out and around because there is a greater relatability to the content of it. And I think that's probably one of the big, you know, uh, appeals of the band. I mean, we talk about bands like, you know, Corn and Jonathan Davis saying about people that have had their lyrics tattooed on their bodies and stuff. And I think even uh, when we po- when we did the first Flaw record and people were in the comments talking about how they had Flaw tattoos and the songs have been so resonant in that way. I think the Flaw is one of those bands that like commercial success aside, like I think like Vols and his lyrics like just imprint on people. And so for us, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people probably listen to us being like, who cares if it's not heavy enough? The dude's bringing so much realness, and that's what people care about. I think that's what people are taking from Flaw. Uh, I I agree. <laughs> I, uh, I agree. I agree. All right. Up next, we've got a song called Decide. Disturb us Couldn't we just sit by 
Jenny, thoughts on Decide? Well, okay. My thoughts on Decide were all over the map. When I first heard it, I was like, I don't know. And I read the lyrics and I was like, oh, okay, maybe. And then I read the comments on song meanings and I was like, fuck. <laughs> there is. I'm not even going to read it. I don't even think we should, there's a comment on song meetings that is it's, so it's, fucking intense. It's super intense. That I was like, I can't say a word about this song. Because it mean it's like one of the times it's a, if, if you want to read it, go read it. But it was like maybe the only time that I've read a, a comment on songmeetings.com that has just like, I know somebody in the world feels this way about this song. No comment from me. If it means that to somebody, the, then like, the song is yours. Yes, and that kind untouched. of like when you were talking about like how this band is still able to like tour out and why it sticks with people, it really goes back to this. Like, I think that these lyrics and these songs really mean a lot to lots of people. Um, so whether or not it was like heavy enough for me, I just like read that comment and I was like, oh, my website. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to be crying at my desk because of my website. I was just like, oh, my God. Okay. Lauren, what do you think? Yeah, I honestly, the only thing I really got from this song um, beyond the, yeah, the, the lyrics being that way and then that comment sort of decimating me was that the riff seemed very Creedish, very much uh, in, the, in, the, in the realm of Tremonte. It did make me realize, just once again, how... These, these guys were not trying to be as heavy. Like, it wasn't that they thought they were making something super heavy and they missed. It was, like, a very much intentional move. Because then when I heard yeah. this get kind of Creedish, I'm like, well, I mean, Creed dropped Weathered or whatever the record was called in, like, 2002. And that thing, like, was a blockbuster. So it kind of makes sense that they, you know, and then, you know, those guys aren't, those guys were rock, but they weren't heavy. So tilting away... And I mean, also at the same time, look, look what Disturbed did on their second record. Same situation. So uh, it was just, it's just they were f- trying to, you know, follow. I don't necessarily want to even say like following the trends. I think they were, they were more of just trying to survive, you know, trying yeah. to exist and not, not uh, follow what was feeling like an outdated sound. So I almost feel like maybe they, if they just like really change the sound up but i think we've already talked about this like if they just made like a real like if they made like a whole like acoustic like ballad album like i feel like that maybe would have aged better than this yeah i think so too oh i did not even mention this this was a big thrift picked up a physical copy of this from ebay seller salami cat 18 for a sweet four dollars that is $1 for the CD, $3 for shipping. Wow. It's a great price. Salami. Salami Cat 18. Cool. Check wow. them out. They got some deals. How respectful of our time is this record? Uh, this album is 49 minutes and 56 seconds. There it is. Pretty respectful. Let's do it. All right. The next song is called Final Cry. <laughs> Oh, 
Praise and worship arms going here. Nice. I like that. Yeah, that was really good there. Yeah, there's some cool scream singing going on. And at this point... You know, I know where they're going for with this. They're not trying to be like even this. Like it seems like it's got that chug, you know, start that makes you think like it's gonna get pretty heavy. But it, I know I knew at that point they were gonna pull back. So I was uh, not as uh, yeah. By the time I got to my third listen, I, I don't know if it was. I think we've talked about it before, like new metal Stockholm syndrome. But you sort of like you either can get a record and like get into the groove of it and by the end of your listens you're like i get it i understand where they're coming from or you can also be on the other end and be like this record just beat me down and i hated every second of it but this one i by by my third listen i was sort of like i get where you're coming from flaw i don't always agree with your choices but i understand why you made them and i'm not mad at you jenny i i agree well so for this uh I went one step beyond a Christ go. So sometimes when we're recording these, it gets to be very, very late at night. <laughs> we have to say, I can't do another one tonight. We got to we gotta push this one a little bit. And that's the case with this one. And so today I did one more listen. I'd done my three, but today I did a fourth. Hmm. My fourth was driving around. So I just drove around to listen to it. Um, and it really like... It hit me very differently. Mm-hmm. Like the first three times I listened to it, I was like, I don't know. This is like, I want more from it. But the there's something about, I was driving around tonight right before I came here. Um, I was driving around like the suburbs and like looking at all like the Christmas lights and just sort of like reflecting on this year and like listening to the lyrics. And it just, it hit me in a very different way. And I was like, oh, this is like a when you're thinking about life and you're thinking about things and you have this on, like it just, it hit me in such a very different way. And I Mm -hmm. was like, I'm, I'm really glad I got to listen to it in that way before we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all. (laughs) I had a sentimental (laughs) drive before I came here. (laughs) Nice. Uh, well, I think we're on it. The last song of the album That's right. It's called Not Enough. Wake up your life. You may never get the chance to make things right. Rather than lie. There's no reason I should be 
saying that if you're feeling it in the crowd tonight just put those hands up because we're here for you you're here for us we appreciate you also Jesus is pretty sweet (laughs) (laughs) this was an interesting closer Um, especially on the third listen like going through reading all the lyrics and then to get to this last song which uh, there was a feeling, I don't want to ever say that it was uh, a lecturing or hectoring tone, but there was a lot of this album of feeling like, you know, Vols sort of giving advice, speaking out. And certainly he'd been self-critical before, but this chorus felt very, like, open. I tried to give you, but it was not enough. My God, that just felt very resonant to me. I felt I felt this song, while not heavy, I mean, that's the thing with all these records when we do them, we're always coming in like, you bring in some hot drops, you bring in some pit activators, and then you don't get those things, but then you have to sort of, you know, decide if that's a make it or break it for you or if there's, there's something more. And with this one, I felt that there was something more in that lyrically, my dude showed up. Uh, also, first lyric, wake up your life. Whew. There you go. And I also wrote in my comments, let me see those hands, which we all did. Because you got to get those hands up. Jenny, thoughts? I actually really liked this song. I liked the message of it. I agree mm-hmm. with you. I definitely wouldn't put this on around a fire. <laughs> unless I wanted everybody to be like, let's go to bed. I need to <laughs> think about my life. But I liked it. Is it new metal? I don't know. The genre tag says so. I'm I'm not so convinced. I think this is more of like a straight ahead radio rock situation. Mm-hmm. I like this song. I can see why people connect with this band so much. I do feel like, like you said, Lauren, like the, the lyrics really do show up and are vulnerable mm-hmm. and are relatable. It makes sense to me. Matt? Um, really dug that song. I um, I I thought it made sense as a closer. It, it I think when we kind of get into the canon talk portion of this, I have more to say about it, I guess. But all in all, I mean, it was a nice a nice out. Mm-hmm. Well, well, geez, perfect segue then to to go into canon talk. Talk about the canon. Uh, Matt, why don't we start with you? You know, I I was kind of getting to it a little bit earlier, but this back third or back quarter of the album, if you connected with Flaw on this record, I think you're, I think you're a Flaw fan for life. Like I don't think it's a half-ass thing. Like if this album got you, and you connected to it, like you'll follow those guys through anything. I, I really don't see how they could lose you as a fan. 
if if, if you connected with this record because it it everything's there for as you grow older you may not have the, as strong a feeling as you once did but it's still there it's still like this reminds me of the type of record like i like this english band called gene they're not particularly great um but they connected with me and their songs are dopey british emotional music like okay but to me it meant a lot i can see a lot of people saying like yeah say what you will new metal whatever too soft too hard whatever but uh that album meant a lot to me i know this album meant a lot to a lot of people my probably prevailing issue is it's very samey a lot of these songs are similar especially when we get to the chorus and the lift in the chorus there isn't a ton of variety in there that makes it it starts to lose its impact by the end of the album i was like it's a very pretty song a very beautiful song i feel like i've heard this song on this album already and maybe better versions are on the the track list earlier. Like we're 12 tracks. We're almost 50 minutes. I don't know. It, it just felt like, okay, we're kind of playing the same notes over and over again. Um, but all in all, I mean, not new metal, not in the canon. Very enjoyable when I take my mind out of that mindset and just let it just be music. And then I'm like, oh, I, I liked a lot of it. Yeah. Lauren, what do you think? Um, you know, as I mentioned, you know, it took me three listens to really sort of click with it. it. took you, Jenny, four to sort of, this is a record that you kind of have to sit with for a while. And meet Flaw at their level, which is what I would say is ultra sincere rocking with clean, powerful singing from our boy Vols. I agree with what Matt was saying. Like, there is a sameness that does creep up on it and also it just isn't as heavy but at the same time it's not a bad album i thought it was a lot of it was pretty good i don't think much of it really goes into new metal because it seems i almost feel like the tag is there by just association with their first record like i think it just sort of carried over i don't think uh i don't think there's much of that going on here so i would say um good effort but not a not 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 new metal enough for the canon, Jenny. I'm sure they'll be devastated to hear that we didn't put this one in the new metal <laughs> canon. But I agree with all of what you both just said. Um, I enjoyed listening to this record. I think maybe this last listen was the one that I was a little bit like more able to step out of listening to it as a new metal record and just enjoy it as music. I completely agree, Lauren, that I think the tag is there just based on the previous album, but. I thought it was solid, samey a little bit, but I wasn't mad at it. And if I can see how they've been able to be a band for as long as they have been. Um, and hopefully whatever uh, plagiarism stuff they're dealing with gets cleared up. Because I'd be very curious to continue to listen to like how they evolve over time. Especially because it sounds like um, the songs that were lifted were very new metal. Um, mm-hmm. And I heard a little bit, uh, as some of you probably know, Spotify will do a whole deal where they just bop you on to another song when the record is over. So I heard a little bit of a song from one of their uh, more recent albums, and it sounded pretty new metal. 
So this may have just been a departure for them. Um, but I enjoyed listening to this. I don't think it's new metal. I don't think it goes in the canon, but I'm not sad that I listened to it. There you have it. So Flaws, second record, not in the canon, but that's okay. And that does bring us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello to us online, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Roach Coach and all of those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, mark your calendars for our live show Sunday, January 19th, 2 p.m. at Go Comedy Improv Theater in beautiful Ferndale, Michigan, for snow day 2020 we're talking about jay-z lincoln park collision course you know you want to be there i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be there i'll be there oh yeah we're working on sweet mitchell working on sweet mitch we're trying to get him in see who else we can wrangle up who knows who knows it's gonna be a blast so hope to see you there and uh until next time jenny Thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, Matt. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.